0: And honored of God that you would make time in your schedules on this Sunday morning to worship with us. We are so excited. This is Palm Sunday. This Sunday has special significance for the believers in Jesus Christ all around the world because we know that on this day, over 2,000 years ago, our Lord Jesus Christ was on his way to Calvary. He went to Jerusalem and he would eventually end up on Friday on a cross where he would die for the sins of the entire world. So this is a very special, special Sunday for us. But we're here in the sanctuary and we thank God for those who are here making sure that this broadcast is possible and we're going to um, now continue on. Those who are members of Roanoke-Salem, you know this very well. If you're not a member, uh, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. This is the vision of our church, and we repeat it together. Go ye therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you once again for the blessing of a new day. And certainly, Lord, we thank you for the technology that we are able to continue to share your word beyond just our church family, but with those who may be viewing from other parts of the state, other parts of the the nation, perhaps even around the world. We thank you, Lord. Lord, bless Derek and April, and bless Jasmine, and bless Steve, and bless DeVito uh, for being here. Bless uh, Deacon Woodrow Hardy, and bless Minister, Reverend Gloria Stevenson, and her husband, Mr. Garland, for being in the sanctuary this morning, making sure that this all goes off the way that it should. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory that you rightly deserve. In Jesus' name, Amen. We'll have a couple of lessons now from DeVito and
1: Oh, gentle Savior, oh, hear my own. The I love to praise His name. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. Oh, I, I love, love to praise. Holy name, I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. I love to praise Him. I love to praise His name. I love to praise, his name. Love to praise Him. To his name. Oh, I, I love to praise His holy name. Oh, he's my rock, He's my rock, my rock, rock, my rock, my surety. He's, he's the will, He's the will, in the middle of the wheel. I know He'll never, I know never, never let me down. He won't let me. Down. He's just the door that I have Hallelujah. 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 I love to praise His name. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 I love to praise His name. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 I love to praise His name. Oh, I love to praise His name. Oh. Oh, My rock, my rock, my sword is here He's the wheel. He's the wheel. In, in the middle, of the middle, wheel. I know he'll never, I know he'll never let me down. He won't let me down. He's just the tool. He's just the tool. I have found. He's hallelujah, he's worthy. hallelujah, to be Anybody Jesus. hallelujah. he's working, thank you, Gaddy, you've been good, in the body, you've been good, thank you, G Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I love, I love to pray, I love, I love to pray, I love, I love to play since
0: I sure hope that makes you feel good wherever you are. Cause it's certainly making us feel good in here. Thank you, DeVito and Steve. To God be all the glory. We need to praise his name. We need to praise his name. Especially at a time like this. We need to praise his name more now than ever. So wherever you are, I hope you're just giving God praise, honor, and glory that the Lord Jesus Christ rightly deserves. Amen. Just want to share a couple of um, thoughts before we get ready for the word from this morning. want to certainly um, say to our church family first uh, that we want you to continue to give. Now, of course, I want to be very sensitive to the fact and I am very sensitive to the fact that some of us right now particularly those of us who are still uh, in the work world we may or may not be receiving uh, uh, pay at this point, depending on your employer or your status or whatever it may be. And I understand that. So you give as the Lord leads you to give. And if he can't give right now, God understands. God knows where your heart is. If you can give, you give as you are led by the Lord to give. There's no pressure, no coercion whatsoever, because we understand that a lot of people are out of work right now, and many of those may not be getting any type of pay at all. So we're very, very much uh, understanding of that. And we're just grateful to God that he's blessed our church family, uh, that even though this may go on for a while, we, he's blessed us with resources that we can maintain at this point in time. But we still ask that as the Lord would lead you, if you're able to give, give as you are led by the Lord you know you can go to uh, our church webpage, which is rsmbc.com. Our church webpage, again, is rsmbc.com. It is not case-sensitive. You can go there, and when you go to the front page, uh, you will see a tab that says Giving. You select that Giving tab, and then there will be a drop-down box, and you can designate specifically what you want to give to, if it's just general uh, offering, if it's tithes, if it's missions, but anyway, that's one opportunity for you to give uh, at our church website, rsmbc.com Then also, there is the Tithe Lee app T-H-T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y you, You'll see, and if you go to our web page you'll see it there but you can also just pull it up on your smartphone or smart devices and that's an opportunity for you to give it's it's similar to PayPal or any of those types of um, online giving services so uh, give as the Lord will lead you to give of course church family again you can still come by the church uh, as you are led by the Lord Monday Wednesday or Fridays from 8 30 in the morning until 2 Uh, We have modified our church hours given uh, the governor's shelter-in-place order. So we've modified the the church hours from uh, 8.30 in the morning until 2 p.m. Normally it's 4, but we've modified it by a couple of hours at this point. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday of this week, between 8.30 in the morning or 2 p.m., uh, if you are so led by the Lord, you may come by and uh, leave any offerings or whatever you may want to leave uh, at that time. Those of you who may not be members of Roanoke Salem we know you, many of you probably are members of other church families and we don't want you to not give to your church uh, to give to Roanoke Salem. Your home church is where you are supposed to tithe and, and give offerings but if you so choose to give any type of offerings beyond what you give your church family wherever you are, whoever you are Uh, as it pertains to trying to continue to do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in our community here in uh, Northampton County and in our state and around the world, then we will gladly and and gratefully receive uh, anything that you may choose to give to us as well. To God be the glory. We're going to, um, well let me also say this too, please keep all of our church family in prayer i'm not going to call any names because i know i'll forget somebody but um, those who you know about through your conversations with other members of roanoke-salem some have been sick some are out of the hospital some are still in the hospital some have had surgeries recently pray for them just pray uh, for our church family and then just pray for continue to pray for people generally pray for folks in our county here in Northampton. pray for folks in our state Pray for folks across our nation. Pray for folks across the world. Pray and ask the Lord Jesus to touch and heal people. Pray and ask him to turn some people's situations around. Even in the midst of this global pandemic, Jesus Christ has not stopped being a God who can do the impossible, the God who can do everything but fail. He is still a miracle-working God. So you continue to believe in him, and continue to petition him uh, on behalf of whatever your specific needs may be, but certainly also on behalf of others as well. And even now, we still see God working and doing mighty things and making many, many positive changes in people's lives. The pandemic hasn't stopped God from being God. So you just keep that in mind. We're gonna have now a selection uh, from Steve and DeVito, this will be our sermonic selection. And then when they complete that, I'll come back and uh, we'll have the word from this morning. Amen.
1: Trust me, trust me, Jesus, Jesus. At the, the mention of Your name, every knee will bow. Tom proclaim. that.
0: share the word for this one I want to um, say to the church family this new conference call number uh, which is an 800 number even though it doesn't have an 800 prefix uh, it is a 800 number when you call that number that you have now you're not charged anything at all for it. it is like a toll-free call hold on to that put it in your phone write it down somewhere make sure you keep the passcode because we'll be using this number going forward for our various uh, things on Sundays and also for uh, Bible study and uh, prayer on Wednesday nights. We moved Bible study and prayer to Wednesday nights because we would normally have Bible study, as our church family knows, Tuesday nights, and then we have uh, noonday prayer on Wednesdays. But given our current situation, we just decided it'd be better to just combine everything. So... Uh, On Wednesdays, we will have uh, Bible study, and then we'll have five minutes or so of corporate prayer after that. And um, we'll do a conference call again with you probably Tuesday of this week, if the Lord says so, to remind you of Bible study and corporate prayer on Wednesday night. So so keep this conference call-in number, because that's the number we plan to use. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. We thank you, Lord Jesus, now for this opportunity to share a word. Holy Spirit, use me as you will to deliver this with clarity and conviction. And Lord, most of all, most importantly of all, I pray that somebody's life is positively changed by hearing your word and that you get all the glory, all the praise, because it rightly belongs to you. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Uh, For the message today, we're going to the book of St. Luke in the New Testament, the 19th chapter of the book of St. Luke. And there are a couple of different scriptures that I'm going to lift up for you this morning. Luke, St. Luke chapter 19 we're going to look first at verses 28 through 30 and then we're going to read verses 35 through 37. luke 19 beginning at verse number 28 i'm reading this from the new international version it says after jesus had said this he went on ahead going up to jerusalem as he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a coat tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. That is Luke 19 verses 28 through 30 now if you will look with me beginning at verse number 35 beginning at verse number 35 it says here in the niv talking about these two disciples they brought it the coat to jesus threw their cloaks on the coat and put jesus on it 36 as jesus went along people spread their cloaks on the road. 37, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen him do. It actually says that they had seen. Let me read that again, 37. It says, uh, when he came near the place, talking about Jesus, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God, to praise Jesus, in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Amen. Amen. I wanna just share with us for a few minutes this morning from this thought, shout, the miracle is coming. Shout, the miracle is coming. Christians around this world, we know that this is Palm Sunday, and, and, and even as we live through this coronavirus pandemic, I believe the events of Palm Sunday give us reasons to expect a great outpouring of Jehovah God's favor beginning today and and moving forward and I really believe that church family most of us know that on this day over 2,000 years ago Jesus rode a baby donkey a coat into Jerusalem he was on his way to Calvary to save all humanity and let me say that again Jesus was on his way to Calvary, to to that cross on Calvary's hill, to save every single human being, everybody, from the horrific punishment we all rightly deserve. None of us is so holy that we don't need Jesus. None of us has done so much for the kingdom of God. Whatever it is that you have done, no matter what you may be doing, that you think is glorifying to God, and it probably really is, but none of us is so holy, so righteous, that we don't need Jesus Christ, and we did not need him to save our souls. Verses 28 and 29 of here in Luke uh, chapter 19, verses 28, 29, and 30, those three verses are the setup. Jesus and his 12 apostles and many other disciples. The 12 were also disciples, but Jesus had handpicked those 12 to be part of his inner circle, his clique, his gang, his his ride-and-die crew. So they were his apostles, but then there were many, many other disciples that Jesus had besides just those 12. Well, here we are on this particular uh, Sunday. Jesus and the 12 apostles and other disciples they, they are on their way into Jerusalem. They're walking towards Jerusalem. Jesus sends two of those disciples into the city to find a baby donkey. Uh, we call it a coat. Jesus sent two of the disciples ahead of the group to go find a baby donkey for him to ride on. And, and when Jesus did that, when this re- was recorded uh, at the time this happened, this was a fulfillment of the Old Testament scripture, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, just as a point of reference. Verses 35 and 36 tell us that um, these two disciples came back with the donkey. They came back with the baby coat. And, and some of them put their, put their cloaks, their outer garments, they put their cloaks on top of the back of the, the coat. And, and, uh, and then they placed Jesus up on the coat. So now Jesus is sitting on this coat. And so now, here he is riding into Jerusalem, and uh, some of his disciples uh, put their own cloaks on the ground. So as the coat was walking slowly towards Jerusalem, some of Jesus' many other disciples start taking off their cloaks and putting them on the ground in front of the donkey. So the the baby coat was actually walking on top of their cloaks. And then some of those folks also... Not only did they um, use their cloaks, but some of them, if they had tools to do so, or they could just strong enough to do so, they would go over to um, a palm tree close by, and they would break branches off the palm tree. And they were putting the palm tree's branches, the leaves, these huge leaves on the palm tree, they were putting them on the ground, In the path of where Jesus was riding on that coat and that is in fact where this term Palm Sunday comes from. The fact that some of those on the road on the either side as Jesus was riding into Jerusalem they would go to a palm tree and and break off a big leaf of a palm tree and put it down in the road so that the coat would walk on top of that. But I want to focus right now for just a little bit on verse number 37. Verse 37 says, Jesus, as he was riding on the back of this coat, and he got near the road that leads to the Mount of Olives, says that all of his disciples, all of those folks who were along the path of the road there, all of Jesus' disciples began to do three things. They, they began to joyfully praise God, they praised him joyfully in loud voices. Amen. And they praised Jesus in joyfully and in loud voices for all of the miracles that they had seen him do. Amen. They, they, they got to remembering what Jesus had done. And on this Palm Sunday, they began to joyfully praise the Lord Jesus in loud voices for all of the miracles that they had seen him do. But, but what these disciples didn't know is that the greatest miracle jesus greatest miracle the miracle that would bless them and bless us would happen seven days later on easter sunday that's what they didn't realize at the time now jesus had told his disciples and he had told some other folks that at some point in time he was going to die and that he would rise again but you know how sometimes folks say things to you and it goes in one ear and out the other some of us have that same we've had that experience we've said something to somebody, and we could tell by their reaction, that it kind of just went in one ear and out the other. Sometimes folks have said things to us, and it's gone in one ear and out the other. In other words, we heard it, but we really weren't paying close attention to it. So, so some of them already had heard Jesus say that he was going to die, and he would rise again, but it hadn't happened yet, so they didn't believe it yet. So they didn't realize that the greatest miracle, Jesus' greatest miracle, was going to happen seven days later on Easter Sunday. But on this Palm Sunday morning, even while we're in the midst of this global pandemic, I'm encouraging all of the body of Christ. I want us to shout because the miracle is coming. Amen. We, we need to be shouting. In other words, we need to be praising the Lord now because why? The miracle is coming. I'm a firm believer that at this time God wants to get the attention of his church more than he's trying to get the attention of unbelievers. Let me say that again. I firmly believe as we go through this pandemic the Lord Jehovah God is trying to get the attention of his church. Those of us who say we are followers of Jesus Christ more than he's trying to get the attention of those who are unsaved on on palm sunday jesus disciples praised him joyfully and they praised him loudly because of the miracles they had seen him do according to saint john chapter 12 some of these other disciples those outside of the 12 apostles some of those the other disciples that were with him on palm sunday they were there when jesus raised lazarus from the dead amen So you think about, they had something to show enough, shout about and praise them because they had seen this Jesus actually raise a man from the dead. And according to St. John 12, you you can see it, you can look it up for yourself. It says there that uh, Lazarus was actually with Jesus on Palm Sunday. Amen. That's just a little historical point I'll throw in there for you. It says that Lazarus was actually there with Jesus on Palm Sunday, St. John chapter 12. Maybe some of these disciples, maybe some of them had seen Jesus give sight to the blind. Amen. Maybe some of them had uh, seen him give back hearing to people who were deaf. Many, maybe some of them had seen Jesus cast out demons from people. Maybe some of them were there when Jesus turned the water into wine. Maybe some of them were there when Jesus, or they, or they heard the story, Of Jesus walking on the water. Maybe some of them were right there. Maybe they were part of the group when Jesus fed over 5,000 people with two small fish and five loaves of barley bread. Amen. Maybe some of them were witnesses, personal witnesses, of Jesus healing people from leprosy. But Jesus' greatest miracle was still yet to come. His greatest miracle was still yet to come. Church family, I'm praying that that millions of unsaved people will give their lives to Jesus Christ at this time. Now, that is my prayer, and and I fervently believe that all around the world there will be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions who are unsaved who will give their lives to Jesus. But this crisis won't end until the body of Christ is willing to publicly show our faith by praising jesus in the middle of this pandemic amen let me say that again this 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 crisis is not going to end until the body of christ is willing to publicly show our faith by praising jesus in the middle of this crisis now some of us have always publicly praised jesus and and i thank god for the men and women of god who have been strong enough and bold enough in their faith to have always been willing to publicly proclaim that they believe in and serve the Lord Jesus. And they were doing this long before this pandemic. But, but I believe even more Christians, even more of us, should be publicly professing our faith in Jesus now more than ever. Amen. Now, I don't agree with a lot of things uh, that the president says, but I do pray for the president and I want the president to be successful. But there's something he says sometimes that I think really does apply here. He says sometimes, what do you have to lose? And that is a question that those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ need to ask ourselves right now in the midst of this pandemic. What do we have to lose by publicly proclaiming that through the midst of this pandemic, we are trusting and believing Jesus Christ to bring us out? And the answer is nothing. We don't have nothing to lose. We have absolutely nothing to lose. Listen, other special interest groups are very bold and very vocal uh, and very open about proclaiming their agendas and their beliefs. Well, as Christians, we should do the same. We should do the same. Amen. My sisters and brothers in Christ, in this season, we don't dare be ashamed or embarrassed to publicly proclaim that Jesus Christ is the only one who can save us from this pandemic. I thank Jehovah God. I thank God daily for the doctors and the nurses and, and, and the, uh, the, the first responders and the scientists. And, and I thank him for uh, the folks that are still picking up our trash and the folks that are going to stores and opening stores that we can go in there and still get food and other things we need. And I thank God for those in education all over the nation, these teachers and bus drivers and and even administrators who've been making food uh, and bagging sandwiches and making bags of food and, and actually taking them to the homes of children who may not get meals were it not for these people being willing to put their health at risk and get out there thank God for our uh, EMTs and our police officers who are still doing their jobs amen I thank God for those people but we have to understand that no person or no group is going to discover a vaccine or a cure for the coronavirus unless the Lord Jesus is somehow directly involved I stand on that I stand on that Listen, I'm not saying that some doctor or some scientist or some group working somewhere right now may not come up with a vaccine, may not come up with a cure, because it will probably be a human being. But I promise you this, when that day comes, unless the Lord just miraculously and supernaturally takes the virus out of our world, if he doesn't do it that way, then he's going to do it through people. And I promise you, Even if the person or the group of people who come up with the vaccine or they come up with the the cure, even if none of them proclaim to be followers of Jesus Christ, when an investigative reporter who has some integrity about himself or herself, when they go start looking into the story, and you know they will because somebody's going to want to know, well, how did you all do this? You're going to find out that somebody who's a follower of Jesus Christ has something directly and important to do with the the vaccine that's discovered or with the cure that's come up with. Somebody who's a follower of Jesus Christ is going to be directly involved in whatever solution the Lord provides to this world for this vaccine. Amen. The body of Christ can't wait to see what Jesus may do we need to shout his praises joyfully and loudly now because we know what he will do to end this coronavirus pandemic. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it, but I know he will do it. Listen to these verses of Scripture by way of encouragement. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 4 says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. And people are calling this coronavirus an enemy, an invisible enemy. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Listen, for you are the one I praise. Amen. The Lord heals and saves, and He's the one that we should praise. Listen to Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4 it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. What are His benefits? He forgives all of our sins. Thank you, Jesus. He heals all of our diseases. Thank you, Lord. He redeems our lives from the pit. That means from going to hell. He crowns us with love and compassion. Glory, hallelujah, to your name, Lord Jesus. It's a fact, church family. It is a fact. This coronavirus is devastating this country and the entire world. That's just a fact. Most of our leaders, I believe most of our believers, and uh, most of our leaders, I, I should say, in Washington, D.C., and in many states, I think most of them are doing whatever they can do to save lives and preserve the economy. People are anxious, and they're scared. People are hurt, and they're angry. People are depressed, and some are grieving. All of these feelings are real, and all of these feelings are understandable, At a time like this. But all of us, unsaved as well as the saved, all of us have a reason to be encouraged. And the reason is Jesus Christ. On Palm Sunday, many years ago, the disciples praised Jesus for the miracles that they had seen him do. On this Palm Sunday, we can praise Jesus for the miracle we haven't seen yet but we know it's coming. Amen. We know it's coming. I know that's right, because in the book of Job, chapter 5, verse number 9, a man named Eliphaz says this about God. He says, God performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, and he performs miracles that cannot be counted. In other words, God can blow your mind with the miracles that he performs, and God has no shortage of miracles. You may run out of bread, but God doesn't run out of miracles. You may run out of milk, but God doesn't run out of miracles. The first, the first responders and medical health experts and those on the front line, they may run out of masks and gloves and, and suits and ventilators and all that, but God never runs out of miracles. Listen to this one. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 this is what God says about himself through the prophet Jeremiah. God says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? It's a rhetorical question because the answer is no, there's nothing too hard for God. And then in the book of St. Luke, right here, the same chapter, verse number 18, chapter 18, <clears throat> verse number 28, Luke 18 and 28 Jesus was talking about himself when he said this. He said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Amen. In other words, it is impossible with men to come up with a solution for this coronavirus crisis. But with God, with the Lord Jesus Christ, it is possible, and it will happen. Glory to his name. I'm closing with these thoughts i'm closing with these thoughts if you have not given your life to jesus christ please do it today no matter who we are no matter what we've done no matter how we choose to live no matter what our lifestyle is all of us at our human core are sinners let me say that again all of us at our human core are sinners. But Jesus Christ loves all of us. There's no straight love and LGBT love in Jesus Christ. There's just love. Jesus has an agape love that covers the multitude of sins of all humanity. Amen. We need Jesus to forgive our sins and to save our souls. If we let him, if we allow him to, Jesus Christ will help us in every area of our lives, but we have to be willing to submit to him and do life his way. Amen now. During this pandemic, if your soul is not saved, I I pray that you will take time to reevaluate your life. To my sisters and brothers in Christ, now is the right time to shout, the miracle is coming. We know who Jesus is, and we know what he will do. Jesus Christ is an always-on-time God. Jesus is a bigger-than-my-problems-and-my-circumstances God. Jesus is a a make-a-way-out-of-no-way God. Amen. Church family, let's keep shouting, glory, hallelujah to his name. Let's keep praising the name of Jesus. Let's keep magnifying the Lord. Let's keep glorifying Jesus Christ right now. The coronavirus is defeated, and the world is healed. The Lord Jesus is glorified, and let's give him all the praise, honor, and glory ahead of the miracle that we haven't seen yet. On this Palm Sunday, I leave you with this. Shout, church family shout, because the miracle is coming. And right wherever you are, if you're listening or if you can see me, I want you to just join me in saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, to your name. Lord, we worship and adore you. We magnify and glorify you, Lord Jesus, because we know you've already provided the solution to this crisis. Lord, just give us the patience and keep us focused. Keep our eyes on you as you bring us through this epidemic, amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus now, we thank you for this time together and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord God, now we ask you to heal those who are sick, mind or body, give them peace of mind, heal their bodies. Not only those who may be uh, sick with the coronavirus, but those who are sick with any type of sickness, illness or disease. We pray for the resources to not run out. Lord God, we know there have been shortages of different things that people have needed, particularly those on the front lines of fighting this virus every day, in hospitals and clinics and wherever they may be. But Lord, we pray not only that you won't allow the resources to run out, but Lord Jesus, you step in please, and you make sure that the resources that are needed most get distributed to the places where they're needed most. Lord God, in the midst of squabbling and selfishness and pettiness that could and does happen sometimes, even in a time like this, you've got people right now in place who can step forward and make sure that what needs to get done will get done. They may not be the leaders, but they're people that you position strategically at a time like this and they will get done what needs to get done thank you for every person saved or unsaved who's doing anything at all that they can to try to help somebody during this crisis and Lord God as we prepare for Easter Sunday if you allow us to be back again we're going to be shouting all through the week hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah and anticipation for what you will do Lord it may not happen on Easter Sunday but whenever it happens Whenever you bring this to an end, we know it will be on time. We love you, Lord. We thank you for loving us. Forgive us of our many sins against you and cleanse us with your holy blood. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Amen. Right before we
0: end our live streaming for today, wherever you may be in your home, wherever you are, If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, and I thank April for reminding me, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, this is what I want you to do right now. If you just bow your head and say, repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me. I confess my sins to you. I ask you now, Lord, to forgive me of my sin. I believe that you are the son of the living God. And I ask you now to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, in your name I pray. Amen. Now, if you did that wherever you are, and only you know and the Lord knows if you were sincere about what you just said. But if you did that, I want to welcome you to the body of Christ because the word of God says that if we confess the Lord Jesus with our mouths, and that's what you just did, And if you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, when you said, I believe you are the son of the living God, that's what you were saying. The Bible says you are immediately saved from the penalty of sin. You're saved from the penalty of hell and damnation when you die. So whenever you take your last breath, heaven will be your home. And not only that, the Holy Spirit has come now, and he's immediately come to live within you, to dwell within you, spiritually speaking and the Holy Spirit will help you walk and live in a way that pleases God. It won't be easy. It won't be overnight, but you keep trusting the Lord. You keep trusting Him and He will change it for you in Jesus' name. Amen.